forward. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. I'm Donna Reish, and you have joined me, hopefully, tonight on Think, Feel, Eat number 40. Okay, so this is a scoop. I was just thinking when I printed off my outline, I was thinking, oh my word, I just thought of the best subject line for this. So if you got, if you came about this through your email because you're subscribed to DonnaReach.com, then you probably already got the subject line, which I thought of just a minute ago is if you only watch one weight loss video or listen to one weight loss audio this year, this should be the one. Now, that's a pretty tall order, right? <laughs> I'm write down my time. You know how I am about time and trying so hard to get it to 30 minutes. All right. So, and this is why everything else that you might hear or learn about weight loss is dependent upon this, right? We can learn how to exercise. We can learn how to, um, to make gourmet health foods. We can learn how to stay on a specific food protocol. We might be the best keto person, the best low fat person. We might be the, the best vegan out there, never ever eating off of our vegan plan, whatever it might be. We may have done every single thing that you see in the groups all over the place, telling us to send in spit, send in poop, send in pee, you know, get this tested, see if you, you know, would lose weight better if you ate at this time of day or this time of day. See if you would lose weight better if you ate more fat and less fewer carbs and or more fewer or fewer carbs and more fat, or if you ate almost all protein. If you, you know, would lose weight better if you, uh, you know, didn't have any grains. Okay, we can learn every single thing. Get this gizmo, get this light, get this supplement. And I'm the supplement queen. I am addicted to Flexus supplements, right? I think they're amazing. I take five different supplements every day. My husband takes four or five every day. We are all about the supplements besides my collagen and um, my fiber. So I'm all about the supplements if they help us, right? But it all boils down to tonight's training. So we can do all of these things. And I see another thing, which I'm getting ready to teach in the eight pounds down by Christmas group. Their training tonight is um, potential deficit problems of various diets. And one of the things that we do when we get on these kind of tangents, if you will, of, well, you know, you see all the time, like this big, long thread, you know, I just haven't lost in so long. Do you think it's my thyroid? Do you think I have too many carbs? Do you think I fast too short? Do you think I fast too long? Do you think I shouldn't eat dairy? Do you think it's the grains that are causing me to gain weight? All of these, you know, mystical kind of magical things and everybody's weighing in and, and they're just telling this person, you know, well, you know, once I started drinking coffee black, then my weight just, just fell off. Once I stopped using stevia or sucralose, I lost weight. Once I quit eating dairy, my weight just fell off, right? Our weight falls off of us when we make a caloric deficit. People don't want to know about that caloric deficit thing because it's the hardest thing. It's way easier to send your spit somewhere. 
It's way easier to do a DNA analysis. It's way easier to cut out a certain food thing, you know, dairy or wheat or whatever, because there's so many substitutions for everything now. But the real hard thing is admitting to ourselves that we eat too much all the time. And then if we want to lose weight, we have to eat less and then carrying that out. So tonight's Think, Feel, Eat number 40 is 10 factors for choosing your protocol. These are 10 bona fide things that you need to know about in order to create your protocol, okay? The first two, numbers one and two, hands down the most important things that we can do to lose weight. And then the other eight will help us stay on that protocol, all right? So the first one I've already mentioned tonight is the basis of all weight loss even though people who teach a certain program or sell a certain thing, I sell supplements, right? But I don't go around telling everybody, if you buy my supplements, you'll magically lose weight. Now I might tell you, you will poop. <laughs> I might tell you, your pains will go away. I might tell you, you'll have more energy. I might tell you, you can crave less. I might tell you that you um, can be less anxious. I might tell you that you can... Um, have less depression, less anger. I might tell you a lot of things about our supplements, but I will not tell you that if you take my magic plex of supplements, weight will pour off of you. Weight will drop off of you. I won't tell you that because it's not true. Can they help? Yes, they helped us. So number one thing is that you must believe that you need a deficit. You must believe that a deficit is needed. Now, we, I've, t I've talked about this a lot and it's kind of like, just stop talking about it already all the time. You know, yes, yes, we know. We have to believe in the deficit. We have to believe in the deficit. Excuse me, I've been teaching children all day, <clears throat> losing my voice. But if you don't believe that you must create a deficit, you're always gonna fall back on the, well, I'll just eat this way because I'll be fine then. I'll be fine if I just, I, I don't want to, I don't want to eat the small amount. So I'm going to instead just rely on keto. I'm going to just rely on low fat. I'm going to just rely on vegan. I'm going to just rely on whole 30, et cetera. So we keep going back to those tried and true kind of, um, not tried and true as much as comfortable things that we've been told would do the magic for us but we will not lose weight on any of those unless those create deficits. Some people lose weight wonderfully on them. I've told you before, my husband lost weight, not counting anything, just by having a very, very narrow food protocol that he stayed on, um, I think he eats three times a day, so three times seven is 21, that he stays on 19 times a week. Yeah, sometimes 20. Narrow, 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 narrow. He created his deficit without counting. It is unusual for a strict protocol alone to create a deficit that leads to your weight loss all the way to goal. Okay, first of all, it's too hard to stay on. So um, my husband's having a lot of trouble getting 20 more pounds off because it's like, you have to have more of a, you have to have more sacrifice. You have to give up more food because your body is smaller, right? 
And so it is unusual for just like a food list or a food protocol or a food um, um, rule system alone to take you all the way to your goal. That's very unusual. People who do not count anything, but lose all the way to goal and keep themselves there with narrowed foods. So by narrowed foods, either like no carbs, no fat, you know, 20 carbs, 30 fat, um, you know, whole 30. My husband, I guess you would consider him like extremely low fat, okay? Are nearly perfect on that food protocol. They're nearly perfect, right? Because you can't go off and on. You can't just like, okay, well, today I'm not going to be so strict. And all of a sudden you've wrecked your deficit for the week that you created with that, those food choices. All weight loss protocols that take people to their goal and keep them there create a deficit. I taught about this in a recent email blast. It was just a couple of days ago, actually on Monday, the 16th, called Current Size, Next Size, Right Size Body. I'm going to be teaching on this more extensively in an upcoming um, Think, Feel, Eat, and I'm teaching on it in eight pounds down. So join the uh, Christmas, the holiday weight loss group, uh, donnerish.com forward slash eight pounds by Christmas with the numeral eight. Um, all weight loss protocols that take them to goal and keep them there create a deficit. So we have our current size body. This is my body that I'm at right now. And we have a certain number of calories to maintain that weight. Now you don't have to count calories, but calories are like a universal metric that it takes to fuel the body, right? Um, and so it takes a certain set of calories to maintain right where I'm at. And I've mentioned this before that my husband and I spent a great deal of time in the last few months just figuring out what do I need to do to stay here? What keeps me right here? Then you have your next sized body. So for me, that's 10 pounds more. So for my next size body, my 10 pounds down, I need another deficit. I need a deficit from where I'm at right now if I'm maintaining right here. So if you're not gaining weight, you are eating at your current size body. So if you weigh 200, you're eating approximately an average of 2000 calories a day. If you're younger, maybe more than that. If you're older, you know, that's pretty much uh, where we um, maturing women fall. And then you need a certain calorie level for your right sized body. All protocols that take you to your goal and keep you there create a deficit. The question is, you know, where do you want your deficit to be right now in order to get there? So the number one factor in choosing your protocol is creating a deficit. Creating a deficit. Number two. The second most important thing behind creating the deficit is sustainability. Sustainability, six syllables. You know, I love my multisyllabic words. Sustainability. Can you sustain it? Can you do it without going off and on all the time? Can you stay at that level of whatever it is that you are measuring or using to, to 
create your deficit? Can you stay there? Can you keep doing it? I want to look at the packet that I'm going to include. I taught on this in episodes 16 through 18. We'll link that in the show notes. Um, I am going to share screen. It's been a while since I've shared my screen. And I'm going to, I'm not going to teach from this because it took three episodes to teach from this already. And I taught about it in 16, 17, and 18. But I really encourage you to print this off and listen to 16, 17, and 18. Because I've taken six protocols, keto, calories with a clear 80-20 approach, 80%, real foods, 20%, fake foods or man-made foods, whatever you want to call it, macronutrient counting, no flour, no sugar, calories with low carb, but not keto, and Weight Watchers point system. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up again today is because there are some really important categories that I have. So if you see here, keto, we have do and don't eat. That's the list, the rules for that. We have, you must be willing to. So you must be willing to do these things for a while. You must be willing to do these things to sustain this protocol. Then we have complexity and adherence. Again, that's that sustainability plus how complex. I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit and other things. So one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up is because even if your protocol that you're considering isn't on here, if it's not one of these six, you can kind of see like, oh, that's what she means. That's what it takes to weigh X amount. That's what it takes to create the deficit that I need. So grab that document. It is in the show notes. It's free and you can get it and print it off. I really recommend you study it and utilize it to create your own protocol. Even if you don't want one of those six, it'll be very, very enlightening. Okay, sustainability. My quote is, if you keep falling off your weight loss wagon, you need a better wagon for you. Okay, when we fall off, when we keep falling off, falling off, gaining weight, gaining weight, not losing, not sustaining, whatever it might be, not maintaining, then we have a protocol that is unsustainable. We have a system in place for ourselves that we cannot do. So in that case, we need a new protocol. We need something new, right? And I kicked myself in the rear for probably three years, sure that I was either gonna do Trim Healthy Mama, where you do half low fat and half low carb and you do alternate each meal. Okay, very unsustainable. They think it's so sustainable, but you have no flour, you have no sugar. You have to spend a lot of money because you have two protocols. So you have to get everything for low fat and you have to do everything for low carb and you have to cook and cook and bake and bake and bake in order to stay on it for the most part. At least I did because I liked, I liked treats and things and desserts, okay? So for me, that was not a sustainable program, but I was determined to make that work. You'll even notice that my blog where I have the, uh, for some people it works really well, okay? Um, but for me, it did not meet my qualifications of what I needed for a protocol because it was too expensive, it was too complex, it was too time consuming. It was, it didn't have any flour or sugar in it. Um, 
you know, just too many things that I could not stick with myself. I also, during that same time period, I was going to go keto. I was going to go low carb, da, 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 da. Couldn't stay on that. But I refused to go off of them. Isn't that the craziest thing? I hardly lost any weight during that whole three-year period, like maybe 10 or 15 pounds. And yet I was teaching how to cook low carb. I baked. I, I did it all because... I needed to do this because if I'm low carb, I'm off of sugar. If I'm off of sugar, then I'm, I'm not a good person. I'm a better person. I'm a healthier person. But I couldn't sustain it. So I didn't lose. If you don't sustain it, you don't create a deficit. If you don't create a deficit, you don't lose weight. Strange how that works. So instead of beating our heads against a wall with the protocol that we can't stay on, but that we're sure is better, healthier, we're in these groups and they, you know, you just see them and they're like, they're doing so well, so it must be good. I'm sure that in these groups, when they talk about, you know, how bad this is or that is, I should do that because it's so bad if I don't get out of the groups, get a new wagon, get a new seatbelt for that wagon. Sustainability is where it's at. All right, compliance is everything. Can you comply? Can you comply with the protocol, the food rules, the amounts, the fasting hours, etc.? Can you comply? Can you do this, quote unquote, forever? Now you might change later on, right? Like I started out counting calories and now I'm adding in counting calories and protein. So it's not like you have to do that exact, exact thing forever, but you have to be able to do the deficit forever. Because once you get to goal, if you don't lose any more weight at that level, that is where you stay. That is where you stay to um, maintain. If you're not losing once you're there, that tells you that that's where you need to stay. So that's what I mean by forever. If not, either the protocol is flawed, like it's just not a, you know, or you're jumping to too much of a deficit too quickly, so it's too hard for you to stay on, or your food choices are too strict for you to stay on. And you've heard me say this before, most protocols are not flawed. Turn out the mama, keto, low fat, vegan, vegetarianism, whole 30, paleo, no flour, no sugar, 80-20, specific carb add, addicts diet, whatever, whatever, whatever. One meal a day, one plate a day. Everything can get you to weight loss if you create a deficit. So the question isn't if this is so bad or this one's so good or your food choices are so bad or you're a good virtuous person because you don't eat this, but you do eat that. You only use almond milk. You don't eat dairy. You know, I mean, these kind of virtuous things, guys, they will keep you at your current weight. <laughs> it did it for me for years, trying to be so virtuous with food choices because these people do it, these people do it, I need to do it, I need to, you know, say, you know, like just the other day, somebody asked me something about what I made my chili, oh yeah, so one of the parents came in and I was making chili for a family get together, 
and she asked me what was in it and stuff. And I said something that as a life coach now, and as a, an evolving person, I'll just be honest, I'm evolving as a person, growing, changing, getting better. That's what evolving means. It doesn't mean we get worse. It means we get better. Changing and evolving as a person and changing and evolving as a Christian and as a person of faith. I said something to her and I don't say anymore very much. I try not to say it. And I said, oh, this is all ground turkey because we rarely eat beef at home. Good gravy. Who says that to people? Who, what kind of person says to other people, I just don't eat beef. We just don't have dairy at home. We just never buy junk foods, you know. Now, if I'm saying I don't buy regular ice cream because I can't stay out of it, that's, not, I, that's a true fact. But what I was trying to say to her is that we are so virtuous that we don't leave such a bad footprint. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We don't leave such a bad footprint on the ground, in the earth. We only eat beef out when we go out pretty much. At home, we don't. So, you know, we're more virtuous in that way. We're also more virtuous because everybody knows beef is bad for you. Cows are killing us, whatever. And uh, chicken is less fattening than beef, which isn't really true. Ground turkey and 95% ground beef are the same, right? <laughs> in fat and calories. So every protocol works <laughs> and we need to quit judging others and we need to quit judging ourselves and trying to stay on and make the perfect protocol. I've got to keep moving. I'm only done with two. Number three, these are next three, um, three, four, and five. They fall under the category of foods. Okay. Number three is probably the third most important. So if creating your deficit is number one, number two is compliance, sustainability. Number three is probably the next most important. And actually the rest of these all affect sustainability. Every one of the remaining ones affects sustainability. So the next one is foods you like. There is not much more that affects your sustainability than having food you don't like, right? So I have a food list. I have a sugar-free food list of all the low sugar and sugar-free things that I eat when I'm on a sugar-free day because I do try to cut back on my sugar because when I have too much sugar, it makes me overeat and then I don't, then I lose my deficit. I'm not doing that because sugar makes me a horrible person. I'm not doing that because you should never have sugar. I'm doing that because of what it does to my cravings and in turn to my deficit. It all, it's all going back for me to these, those first two, my deficit and my compliance. That's what I'm going back to over and over and over again in my protocol um, factors. Food you like. Number four is three S. Fluidity. I made that word up. Don't confuse it with fluidity. Fluidity is an adjective. Fluidity is a noun. It's how fluid something 
um, you know, like this has great fluidity. It means there's not anything like clogging it up or whatever. But my fluidity is an adjective. So I have a lot of fluidy foods because they fill up my stomach and that affects my sustainability. And my sustainability affects my deficit. Fluidity, isn't that great? You spell it like fluidity, except you take out the um, IT. It's just fluid and then Y, in case you want to ever write it on it sometime. So fluidity, so soups and vegetables and fruits, all of these things are like 90% water, right? The fluid is gonna fill us up. The second F is fluffy. So I want an apple that's this big around. I don't want six M&Ms that are this big around for the same calorie count. I need fluffy foods. That doesn't necessarily mean light and weight in this case. It means fluffy like expanding. Okay, so fluffy, not just necessarily popcorn. Although popcorn is a good snack, especially some of the lower, um, lower fat, lower calorie ones. Um, because they help fill you up and they make you feel satisfied. So you have the, remember, over hunger and over desire? Over hunger and over desires were episodes 29 and 30. Write that down. So popcorn can fit both, right? We have an over desire for snack foods. And so, you know, we're pulling out the chips and things that are super calorie dense. So that's our over desire, our over hunger is that we need something that fills up our stomach. And like uh, my personal favorite right now is Angie's popcorn with sea salt, it's 40 calories a cup or something. It's in a yellow bag. Um, it's really, really good, especially with apple slices. Fluidy and fluffy and fibrous from the popcorn and the apple peels. What a great snack, right? What a great way to fill up our stomachs. Number five. Volume, speaking of fluidity, fluffy and fibrous. fibrous. <laughs> okay, this was the one by itself because I have come to learn through helping my husband lose weight and watching how he eats that there are just people who like a lot of food, right? My husband is one of those. I think I've told you, I know I've told you before that he eats three to five pounds of vegetables every night three to five pounds of fluidy, fluffy and fibrous vegetables. But it's not just because he wants the three F's. It's because he likes large amounts of food. Whereas I'm just like over here with my little homemade tortilla pizza and it maybe has six or 700 calories in it. And he has this heaping three pounds of broccoli um, and mixed vegetables in a pie pan. It's like, oh, just heaping over here. And it's 600 calories or maybe 450 or something. And my little thing over here is 650. And he would rather eat that pie pan he heaped over with vegetables than he would my little teeny um, tortilla, homemade, low fat, low calorie pizza. Volume, it does make a difference. I've been surprised. And that's one reason why he has to have such a narrow food choice. 
he has designed his own narrow food cho choice because he likes a lot of food. Like I, if I buy a snack thing like this popcorn I mentioned, I'll hide a bag for me because he likes large volumes of that. So if he has enough food left for the day, he kind of knows this mentally because he doesn't count anything. He will eat a lot of one of those bags of popcorn. Um, usually I buy his individual bags of popcorn and individual bags of pretzels because those are his two non-real foods that he eats. Um, and he, and because he needs to grab two pretzel bags and a popcorn bag, as opposed to just opening full bags because of this desire for voluminous foods. I don't care about volumes of foods. I don't need large amounts of food at all. I just, I mean, I can eat a half a baked potato if we go out. I can, you know, now there are certain foods that, that induce cravings. That's the next one down for me that will make me want to eat more and more and more. But not as Twitter like the video. It's happening as well. Okay. Um, but as far as like needing like this big, big plate of food, no, I can just have a little amount. So volume of food will come into play. For him, that would come into play for his compliance, how compliant he would stay. If he had these small amounts of food that I have all day, he wouldn't be very compliant because they would not fit the bill for him. All right, moving on to number six. I'm determined to get it done in the next few minutes. Although this one is a long one. So cravings induced. So here we have a few things. We have urges, seven, eight, nine. We have over hunger and over desire that I already mentioned. We have number 35. Reduce cravings. And I'll put these all in the show notes. Speaking of organized and everything laid out, I don't know if you knew this, but at DonnaReach.com, my graphics girl and I have put together the perfect storm of weight loss in order. All of these steps are in order there. So this training and this graphic, this handout, this deliverable, free of charge, all of it, they're in order. You could literally create your entire life weight loss program by using the free content at donreach.com. Uh, it'll say at the top, perfect storm of weight loss. And you jump down and it has each step, step by step, and the video or audio that goes with it, the outline that goes with it, and any handouts or deliverables or charts that you need with it too. Yeah. Okay, that is free right now until I get my membership group going. Okay, so um, I'm really excited to be able to give that to you. Okay, cravings induced or lessened, guys. Cravings induced or lessened, number six. Not really six on the list, it might be four. Because <laughs> you know what, I already told you the first three are the most important. If we know foods cause us to crave too much, whether it's sugar, whether it's sugar and flour, whether it's sugar, flour and fat, whether it's sugar and fat, whether it's flour and fat, whether it's like unami, that unami kind of bone broth flavoring like a nacho, supremes and, and uh, onion rings and really fattening things that we're mixing up the unami taste with the salt, with the protein, with the fat in those situations. And sometimes with starches, if we're, got, if we're having flour too. Okay, 
five of the six seductive cravings right there in that like savory type of food that we just craved. Guys, we have to understand and believe that there's a reason why we want certain foods. My thing is shaking really badly tonight. Sorry, guys. There is a reason why we crave once we have this. And it's up to us in determining our protocol and desiring to weigh less to say, this is what this food does to me. I'm not going to be able to have it very much. I've already told you mine. It is flour, fat, and sugar, the trifecta put together. That's why donuts, cookies, pastries, brownies, pie, especially my two big ones are cupcakes and um, donuts. They can't be on my list very much. For one thing, I don't have enough calories. I'm too old, getting small enough, not small, but getting small enough that I don't have the calories for such calorie um, dense foods anymore. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I think it was Penn, Teller and Penn. I've talked about this before. He lost hundred pounds. And when somebody asked about him, he said, I've already had enough of everything. I've already had enough of everything I've done. I don't really feel that way yet about cupcakes and donuts and my daughter's homemade baked goods, but I'm getting closer. And as we stretch out our instances of craving induced foods, we crave them less, eat them less and crave them less, eat them less and crave them less. And I talked about this recently. Oh, I think that was in, um, oh yeah, that was in number 35, five ways to reduce cravings that I talked about how we can substitute something that's not as craving inducing, but still satisfies us. I taught about that there in episode 35. Cravings reduced or lessened. We have to, cravings induced or reduced, which does it do to us, right? Which does it do? Does it in, induce cravings, cause them, or does it reduce them? So we got to look, we have to look at our foods and guys, there's more to looking at foods just by whether they fit in the perfect protocol or not. They fit in the perfect food eating because now I'm a perfect eater or they fit into our calories and, and protein and fat. There are a lot of other ways to look at foods that have a huge impact on our compliance, which will have a huge impact on our deficit, which of course determines our weight loss. All right. The next three our complexity, cost, and execution. I wanted a fun C for the third one, but I couldn't think of one. So here we go. Complexity, cost, execution. I'm gonna go through these fast so that I'm only at 40 minutes instead of. Um, number seven, complexity of counting, measuring, et cetera. This is brain power, okay? I am this thinker kind of person. I kind of like complexity. I kind of create my life in a complex way. My schedules are complex. My, um, what I do for a living is complex. How I carry out my daily schedules is pretty complex. But some people are like, no, do not make me put things into this app. Do not make me weigh and measure. Do not make me count every little bite of this or that or the other. And for them, the more complex it gets, higher complexity, lower 
sustainability or compliance. For other people, complexity doesn't bother us. We can keep right on being complex. Our brains need that kind of stimulation. I need a lot, my brain needs a lot of stimulation. I, I just have put myself in such a position after writing a hundred books of 50,000 pages, I put my brain in such a position that I like can't watch boring movies. I can't watch boring television shows. I can't read boring. I mean, I really have, I've just, it's, it's kind of a bad thing in some ways because now it's like, I have to be creating, I have to be doing something. Um, but that's neither here nor there for this right here, complexity. Number eight, cost. Okay, I mentioned before how expensive the dividing, separating the low, the fats and the, the low fat meals and the low carb meals, separating those out, but having those both protocols going at the same time, super, super expensive. When I was doing that, I still had kids at home and, um, you know, I maybe could pull it off now a little bit better because I'm only feeding the two of us and my husband's foods are so cheap. I mean, you know, he only eats like very, very, very lean meats and fruits and vegetables and beans for the most part. So he's his, his uh, groceries are extremely inexpensive. Um, but we have to consider this, right? We can't buy into something that takes so many specialty foods that cost so much money if we can't afford to keep that up. That high cost is going to cause low uh, sustainability right? Low compliance in many cases. Now, finances are not a problem. Then you can buy all the specialty foods and go to all the specialty stores that you want, as long as you're creating a deficit. Okay. I'm getting ready to teach that in the eight pounds down group in just a little bit, not to, um, not to look at a protocol and say, well, because it has all this healthy food on it that I'm going to lose, right? Because I buy everything at Whole Foods. Trader Joe's, I'm going to lose. No, 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 no. Very fattening in many cases. Okay, number nine is execution. Okay, so complexity is like how much it takes to figure it all out and how much brain power it takes on a daily basis. Execution is how hard is it to live in your daily life. Now, this goes very much with sustainability, but this is like a, a personal question that you need to ask yourself. How difficult do I want this execution to be of this protocol for me to stay on it so I personally used to cook bake so many things from scratch and so many little goodies and things like that and now I'm down to like using a sugar-free cake mix and some protein powder and uh, fat-free yogurt and egg whites just the complexities just are not the uh, execution of making so many Disney things like that, so many Disney things, so many Disney popped up. I was looking down at my clock to see how much time I had and Disney popped up. <laughs> so I said Disney instead of, um, so the complexity, the execution, how much, how difficult is it to carry out? Or is it too many dishes? Is it too much time? Do I have to bake and cook all the time? How hard is it to live in your daily life? And number 10 is availability. Okay, this is, we don't think about this so much in the US, but I've seen a lot of people in the like um, Weight Watchers groups and the all these groups, all these weight, weight loss groups and the um, Hungry Girl weight loss groups and the MAC, uh, the macro counting groups and things like that say, 
I'm over here in New Zealand or wherever, Canada, and we can't, we don't have access to all of the things that you have access to. So availability for your uh, foods on your protocol. All right, guys, there you have it. 10 factors for choosing your protocol. The show notes will have a lot of details in it. So hop on those show notes so that you can get all of the links to all of the handouts that, that I referred to. You can get the links to the other um, episodes that, I, that maybe some of these have been expounded upon, like the cravings and stuff like that. You know, I want, oh, I gotta go shaking. You know, I want so many good things for you. I, I want so many good things for us. I want those of us, I want all of us, but those of us who are entering into our maturing years that we can finally lose weight and wear the size we want and look the way we want, even if we're 60, even if we're 65, even if we're 70, that we can do something sustainable, do something that we can comply with, do something ongoing that creates the deficit that has us at the caloric intake, at the food intake that we need to weigh what we want to weigh. Thank you for joining me. I will see you next week on Think, Feel, Eat.